Welcome to the Lolly Carter Steelers podcast here on DKPittsburghSports.com. I'm your host, Chris Carter, here with my friend and co-host, Dale Lolly. We are kicking it here, getting you ready for Steelers versus Eagles for the second preseason game of the year for the Pittsburgh Steelers, but the first for the Philadelphia Eagles. But Dale, after all this time, we've had a few weeks of training camp. We've seen several padded practices. We've seen first teams and second teams and third teams and all this other stuff. There's still that debate of Dwayne Haskins versus Mason Rudolph. And Mike Tomlin made it clear that Mason Rudolph, the order's still going to be the same with the quarterbacks. It's going to be Mason Rudolph to start the game. Then Dwayne Haskins will take over at some point in the first half. Then Josh Dobbs will finish the game at some point. I wanted to get a sense from you. Because you and I agree, Mason, there, there's people who are proclaiming that Mason was some bad quarterback in this first game. And it just, it wasn't the case. There were mistakes there, but to me, if anything, I think he further kind of put himself to say, hey, I am the number two quarterback team of this, ro- of this roster. must admit, I'm a little surprised. I thought Mike Tomlin might give Dwayne Haskins a shot to start this game. But I I think this goes to show that um, A, Haskins didn't do anything in that game, the 16-3 win over the Dallas Cowboys, to to show that, hey, he needs to start this game. And B, I don't don't think Mason Rudolph did anything to lose it. I know a lot of people look at it that, uh, you know, look at that quarterback situation and right, exactly. think that, uh, well, Haskins is the future or Rudolph is future. It depends on whatever they, th- whatever they feel. Um, you know, if, if they were a Mason Rudolph supporter going into that game, they're probably still a Mason Rudolph supporter. If they were a Haskins supporter going into that game, they probably still like Haskins. Neither one of them did anything markedly wrong in that game. And I guess that's really what Mike Tomlin's looking for here. Um, yeah, you'd like... For example, you know, somebody to go out there and, you know, he's, you know, he said on Tuesday that, uh, you know, he, the, the plan going into that game was to give Mason Rudolph in the first team offense two series with which to work and then get Haskins into the game. But they then adjusted things after they had that, there was a fumbled exchange on a, on a jet sweep. Yeah. Yeah. You're, you're right. I mean, that situation, I mean, when that happened, it was, you know, it, it, we knew it was kind of the price of doing business in the Matt Canada offense, right? Especially in the first preseason game when it's the Hall of Fame game. They're just getting used to this offense. Stuff like that is going to happen. Now, during the regular season, of course, you don't want it to happen. And that's why Mike Tomlin sent them out there for an extra drive because he wanted to see them make sure that they could have a full drive without making such a mistake. But, you know, that's that's part of what they have to, the learning curve of be, making sure that you can run this offense in that system. But... Dale, I mean, there's a lot of things that we still need to see. You know, Mason Rudolph, I, again, 6 of 9, looking solid for the most part in that first game. I still felt like there was a sense that he didn't get a chance to really be in his element. Because, again, you know, it wasn't the full offense out there. Juju wasn't playing. Most of the starting offensive line wasn't playing. I, I think that is a really interesting point here that it's actually going to be mostly the projected starting offensive line. I mean, for one thing, you know, that means he's going to get, you know, the proper protection and maybe some better run blocking up front because Zach Banner is going to be there, presumably, at least for a little bit. But Chakuma Korfor will be there and probably Trey Turner as well. 
One thing we won't see, though, is we'll, we'll see Rashad Coward at right guard or at left guard instead of Kevin Dotson, who, of course, is still listed as the starter there. And, uh, you know, Tomlin really didn't want to add any comments to what he had previously said about Dotson uh, at the at that guard spot. He just came back this week and Tomlin essentially said, hey, look, he's he's a second year player. He hasn't earned anything, but you still have him listed as the starter at left guard. And he's the presumed starter there, you know, when the season starts. So they're going to make the kid come back and earn it. Dotson, of course, spoke to the media as well on uh, Tuesday. And he said he understands that he hasn't earned anything. Um, kind of the reaction I think Tomlin probably was wanting out of him. Um, you know, we'll see how Dotson performs with that second unit. And that should be interesting. You know, you're going to see Dotson and BJ Finney out there at guard. You'll see uh, JC Hassenauer at center. Dan Moore will slide back to the second unit with uh, at left tackle. Um, whether they, you know, run Joe Haig out there for double duty, we'll see. Uh, right tackle, uh, it kind of depends on what they do with Banner. But they've got some options there. It's not awful, you know, that you, you probably see a lot of those guys make make this team on that line. So it's not a, not a bad uh, second unit. You're also probably going to see the first uh, sightings of uh, Pat Fryermuth and, and Eric Ebron as well. Uh, you know, they went into that last game a little short at the t- uh, tight end position. Uh, Zach Gentry, Kevin Rader, you know, and some some others there. But uh, um, you're going to see Fryermuth and Eric Ebron um, probably a lot on the field together. It wouldn't surprise me to see a lot of them out there early. Agreed. Agreed. Uh, Fryermuth looked really good at training camp. He's been one of the uh, quote-unquote stars of camp, uh, as has Kendrick Green. I, you know, I asked Mike Tomlin on Tuesday – when they opened training camp uh, three weeks ago in his first press conference, he said, don't, don't read anything into the, the fact that uh, Kendrick green is, is uh, starting with the starting unit. Um, That's so him though. <laughs> for that, you know, at that first practice, other than that meant that he was going to be the starter for the, uh, the hall of fame game. Well, now he's continued as the starter out there. And I asked Tomlin again today, it's like, can we read anything into that? And he said, I wouldn't, but he had a big smile on his face. Kendrick Green's going to be their starting center. I, I agree entirely, Dale. I mean, come on. It, the writing is on the wall. I mean, when they drafted this guy, they felt over the moon. I mean, it was clear Adrian Clem, when you, so when you talked to him in the draft Zoom after they picked him, they wanted Kendrick Green. That's why they were willing to wait until the third round to get their guy because they were willing to gamble on getting this guy. And you saw his his athleticism in that um, in that first preseason game, which again I broke down in Carter's classroom this week uh, for DKPittsburghSports.com. So go check out that article on DKPittsburghSports.com, uh, breaking down him and Dan Moore and how they showed you know what they needed to show for the Pittsburgh Steelers. But Kendrick Green wasn't brought to the Pittsburgh Steelers this year to be a backup. He wasn't He wasn't drafted in the third round. It's crazy. Third rounds, you're thinking, okay, yeah, they start as a backup. But no, he's in a unique position where he has the potential to start right now. He has the skills to be effective in this offense. So he's absolutely going to factor into this. That He started the last game. He'll start this game. I think he'll start every game of the preseason because they want to make sure that he's as, as acclimated as possible, getting ready for this year, and he's ready to go, and he can get the rest of the offensive line ready to go. But, Dale, I mean, there's also other guys on this offense that kind of need to be ready to go because they need to prove themselves. And, that's you know, we still have three preseason games to go, but they're running out of time. 
you know, there's there's guys. We know Kalen Balaj isn't going to play in this game. He's been hurt all week. Um, you know, there's going to be, you know, there's, there's still, you know, Kevin Dotson. How much will he play? There's that question. Um, you know, Zach Banner, will he be at 100%? Though, I think Zach Banner, again, those guys are projected starters. Um, but, you know, there's guys on this roster who... You know, they may be a little banged up and they may not be available to play, but they need to be ready because, you know, this is camp battle time, right? Don't think we'll see Benny Snell in this one. I don't think we'll see Kalen Balazs, so maybe a little bit more Anthony McFarland in this game. Uh, he got uh, he didn't get much run in that second game. They've signed a couple of other backs here this week. Probably lean on those guys a little bit more. Neither one of them really has a chance to make the roster. Um, defensively, you know, you're going to see uh, – Melvin Ingram for the first time. Um, that will be interesting. I think a lot of Steeler fans who've been reading some camp reports and things of that nature about how how good Ingram has looked. Uh, you, you know, I think they're going to get to see him. Um, we'll see. Uh, you know, I, I think uh, I don't think Cam Hayward, Tyson Alulu. You're definitely not going to see Stephon Tuit in this game. Won't see T.J. Watt. Obviously, he's having his little sit in here, not uh, practicing or doing anything with the team. That's not concerning. But we could see Devin Bush for the first time in this preseason. And that would be interesting as well. Um, you know, he's coming back off of a, a torn ACL. Uh, the Steelers want to get him some work at some point here. And, you know, I think uh, Bush is pushing to get it, get on the field. So we'll see. I don't expect to see Joe Hayden in this game. Um, you'll probably see, you know, more uh, James Pierre and Justin Lane out there. You'll see a little bit of Cam Sutton as well, obviously. And it's going to be interesting to see what they do with Terrell Edmonds. Um, you know, they've held him out of contact drills thus far. He had off-season shoulder surgery. Um, not exactly sure what that injury was, but he, he hurt his uh, shoulder late in the season last year. Um, so, you know, they, they've uh, kind of been easing him into things here in terms of, the, uh, the, of contact, just uh, giving him as much time as they can to, to get healthy. Um, and I don't think you'll see Antoine Brooks in this game either. Uh, you, you'll see uh, he's, he's been a little nicked up this week. You'll see Arthur Millett in the slot. You could get to see uh, maybe Shakir Brown in the slot as well. And I think uh, after his performance in last week's uh, win over the Cowboys, I think that's been one that people have kind of wanted to see. I mean, he was a priority free agent signing as an undrafted rookie by the Steelers. Uh, it's kind of been, you know, there hasn't been a whole lot of news out of camp about him. You know, he's made a couple of, couple of plays here and there. But he really hasn't been in the mix in that slot corner job uh, battle. Well, maybe this is the chance uh, in this game to, to maybe show that he, he can do that. And perhaps, uh, you know, if he continues his strong uh, play on, on uh, special teams, uh, which is a must for a young guy like that, then maybe, uh, maybe he puts his name in the hat there as the nickel corner as well. But right, see, that's where I'm like – He's running out of time, you know. And again, again, I get that there's three preseason games, and this will have to be a, a part of that. But you know, Antoine Brooks and Arthur Mullen have been the guys. If Shakur Brown wants to earn a job on this team, he's he's got to make a move soon. He's got to impress somebody. And I think there's a lot of guys on this roster that fit that character. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, I want to keep talking to Dale. Lots to talk about here before they play the Eagles because we may see some players that we haven't seen a lot of throughout the preseason. We'll get back right back to that right after this. Thank you. 
back here on the Lolly Carter Steelers podcast. I'm your host, Chris Carter, here with your, my friend and co-host, Dale Lolly. We are bringing it here on DKPittsburghSports.com. By the way, if you're enjoying this podcast, remember you can subscribe to us on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or anywhere podcasts are hosted. Remember, rate us five stars, a positive review. It doesn't just help out this show. It helps out all the show on uh on DKPittsburghSports.com, whether it's the 66 to 87 podcast, Pirates, Pirates uh, podcast to be named later, uh, DK's Daily Shots that come out Monday through Friday on every single pro team in the town, all the great content that we have here on this platform. Subscribe to it, rate us five stars, all those things help everyone out. So, continuing our talk here, Dale, I mean, I don't want to shift away too much because from this offensive line because that's still the focal point of this Game against the Eagles, right? Again, it's not about winning or losing. It's about you know, showing some progress there. And we're finally getting to see this offensive line play together, but especially also Kendrick Green. What steps does he take? Because if he can make some serious leaps this year as a rookie, it, it means a lot for the team. They're already excited about Najee Harris. They're excited about the athleticism of Pat Frymouth as a tight end. I mean, if, if Kendrick Green puts it together, you know, it, it, one, can he put it together? But if he does... I just I feel like it makes this another really top end draft class for the Steelers in back to back years after they had Claypool, uh, Highsmith, and Dotson in you know in a draft where they didn't even have a first round pick. I mean I, I guess the biggest thing though is how do they feel about Kendrick Green you know so far through training camp. You know I asked Mike Tomlin about Kendrick Green at center if we if we can read anything into him continuing to work with the starters. And he said no, but he said it in a way that that certainly made you think that um, maybe he can read a little bit into that. They love this kid. This is looking like a really good rookie class for the Steelers. Uh, you know, I know I'm basing that off of uh, you know what I saw throughout the course of uh, of the off season, OTAs, mini camp, rookie mini camp, and now three weeks of training camp in a, in a preseason game. But if you come out of this this uh, preseason. And Kendrick Green is your starting center, third-round draft pick. Obviously, you all know what Najee Harris is going to be. The, the He's going to be the starter at running back, and he's going to be the bell cow at running back. There's no doubt about that. Uh, you know, As I mentioned before, Fryermuth has looked really good as well. But this draft class looks like it goes deeper than that even. Um, you know, Dan Moore played really well at left tackle last week against the Cowboys, the fourth-round pick. You know, we saw Buddy Johnson on the other fourth round pick and inside linebacker flying around out there making plays. Um, you know, I think he's going to be a player down the road. Certainly has the uh, the, the skill set and everything that you, you would look for from, you know, an inside linebacker can run, can hit, can cover those kind of things. Right, right. No, I mean, Buddy Johnson, I mean, I, this is why I liked him so much in the NFL draft. I thought he filled – a lot, a lot of holes there for them to get in the fourth round. I, I really see him as the future next to Devin Bush. If Devin Bush is, you know, lasts long term in Pittsburgh, that could be a really good one two punch. I mean, the guy used to play quarterback in high school. He's a quarterback of his defense in Texas AM. He was really solid at tackling the ball. Look, looked like he took on whatever challenges were thrown at him. Looks like a leader. He has all the builds that you want of an inside linebacker, Buddy Johnson, that is. Uh, but one guy, Dale, I think that may be getting overlooked here is Isaiah Loudermilk. They traded up to get this guy. He has the build for him for being a real defensive lineman. Carl Dunbar was just so excited when they drafted him. You know, he, he had some funny quotes about, you know, about, you know, having too many, you know, 
defensive lineman builds, you know, guys with defensive line builds, um, you know, and, and jokes like that. But I, I wanted to get a sense from you. You know, I, I liked some of the things I saw out of him. But what did you see out of Isaiah Loudermilk in his first preseason game? Because, you know, er, early on, I would say in training camp or in OTAs and things like that, you know, he kind of looked like, meh, like whatever, you know, you'll, you'll, you'll get your feet under him yourself. But it, it seems like he's turning a few pages a little quicker than I thought he would. He didn't make a lot. He, he didn't get credited with a lot of uh, tackles or sacks or anything like that. But he was active. And, and you see what the Steelers like with that. They, they, they're kind of calling him uh, Baby Cam. Uh, <laughs> you know, it, it, it kind of a uh, Cam Hayward type nod to Cam Hayward. Uh, Loudermilk looks a lot like Cam Hayward. He's wearing 92, um, you know, and, and Hayward wears 97. Uh, they're very similar in size and body type and, and those kind of things. You really see what the Steelers kind of liked in Loudermilk. Um, he's very active there. That defensive line cut might be the most difficult one on the team this year when you really look at it, because you got Hayward, you got Alualu, and you got Tuit. Those three are making this team. I think Henry Mondu, who's been running with the second team, has a pretty good shot of making this team because he also plays special teams and and does a lot of things there. You know, Loudermilk's probably making this team. That's five. The Steelers usually only keep six. At times they've kept seven, but you've got Carlos Davis, who Mike Tomlin on Tuesday, uh, you know, called out by name, saying that he had a really good game against the Cowboys. You've got Isaiah Bugs there. You've got Chris Wormley, who's the veteran. Um, Abdullah Anderson has looked good. Uh, you know, so they've got some guys on that defensive line that, man, you, you look at it and go, yeah, get, do you only keep six? That's that's going to be a tough cut. Um, I, I also look, you know, at what, what the, you know, the, these, uh, outside linebackers, um, Jameer Jones to me has had a really good camp, uh, had a strong game last week. He's an undrafted guy two years ago, spent time with the Houston Texans, um, you know, former Notre Dame guy, big and strong Quincy Roche, Cassius Marsh had sacks in that game against the Cowboys. So that's going to be an interesting one to keep a, a, an eye on as well. And I mentioned Roche. He's a sixth-round pick. And he's been showing um, up. You know, again, do you keep this guy off the roster? Uh, it's going to be, you know, it's going to be tough because, you know, I, I think he's he's pretty good. He's shown some stuff. Uh, you look at Trey Norwood right now. I thought he had a strong game. Very uh, he's strong He's a backup game. free safety behind Micah Fitzpatrick, but he can also drop down and play the slot. Um, you know, he's one. He's kind of the, like the next Cam Sutton type, you know, player there. Um, now they're playing Norwood at free safety, but I think some of that's, you know, out of necessity, he can play corner. He can play safety. Uh, he did both, uh, you know, at uh, Oklahoma. So he's another guy to keep an eye, eye on there. Uh, number 21. He's, he's, uh, he, he's really had a, you know, made some splash plays at training camp. And then of course you, we all know about the other seventh round pick Presley Harvin. He's making this roster as their starting, uh, starting punter. If they come out of this, it, you know, I just named, their entire rookie uh, draft class right now, if you look at things, Friermuth might not be the starter right now, but he could end up playing 60% of the, of the offensive snaps. this wow, year. It wouldn't surprise me at all. Um, you're going to have at least four guys on this roster out of this draft class. who are going to make an immediate impact on day one. 
I mean, I, I agree. It, it, the potential's there, Dale. I mean, this is why I wanted to take a step back and talk about, like, you know, Kendrick Green, but also, like, the, the rookies in general, because it looks like they're all going to be contributing early this year. I mean, Najee Harris, starting running back. You know, Pat Fryermuth, I mean, you say 60% of the snaps. Even if he does 40%, that's a, that's a good number for a, a number two tight end. Um, Kendrick Green, starting center. Uh, you know, Buddy Johnson contributing on special teams, maybe a solid backup linebacker. Dan Moore Jr., maybe there's their third best tackle on the team. Um, you know, Trey Norwood, maybe their backup free safety. Presley Harvin, the starting punter. Quincy, Quincy Roche, an answer for depth on the edge. I mean, and Isaiah Loudermilk, if he's what if what we're what we're talking about with where the areas that he's growing, my goodness. This this Steelers team may be filling in a lot of depth needs. With one draft class, which would be extremely impressive and vital to their hopes this year, as well as their hopes building forward, uh, you know, for you know for winning in the future. So, Dale, thanks as always. It's always great to do this show with you. Um, I think we got a great look at what this team's looking like going into their second preseason game against the Eagles. He will be on site with Dan Kovacevic at uh, in Philadelphia for this game. Um, do tune in. They'll have a live file, everything constructed for you guys to follow along. I'll be, I'll be making my commentary, doing my Carter's classroom stuff as always. So stay tuned here on the Lolly Carter Steelers podcast. We'll be keeping you up, up to date with everything that's going on with Steelers training camp, Steelers preseason. We'll be talking about what happened in this game and some of our evaluations on this Saturday when the podcast comes out with its next episode right here on DKPittsburghSports.com's podcast platforms where you can download anywhere, but especially on Apple, Spotify, and Google Podcasts. Remember to rate us five stars, the positive comment. Thanks so much for listening. Again, I'm Chris Carter. He's Dale Lolly. Find our work at DKPittsburghSports.com. We'll be back in the years very soon talking more about your Pittsburgh Steelers. <laughs>